Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous, welcome to episode 222 of French Way Podcast, episode 222, which you can find if you are uh, checking for it uh, online at frenchyourway.com.au slash podcast. Uh, I just thought of uh, giving you the address because this one was a, was an easy one. And yeah, whichever episode you are looking for, just type in frenchyourway.com.au slash podcast and whichever episode number. I'm saying this because uh, if you are new to the podcast and you want to listen to the oldest episode, I think at the moment only 50 or so of them are displayed in your podcast feed. Uh, they are all available on my website and that this is how you can look for a specific episode. Anyway, so today I'm going to answer a question from, I'm not sure whether it's Joanna or Joanna, um, most likely the, the second one, who um, is asking why is the L apostrophe necessary in the sentence Tu verras ce que l'on gagne à vouloir vivre libre. So you will see what we, what we get, uh, what we gain uh, uh, by wanting to live free. Tu verras ce que l'on gagne à vouloir vivre libre. What is that le, L apostrophe? Um, what is it a pronoun referring to? Is it direct or indirect? In the English translation you gave, so that must, I must have mentioned that sentence some episodes ago. I don't know. Um, don't remember. There was no pronoun. Uh, so it left it out in English. Merci. Indeed, when I say, tu verras ce que l'on gagne à vouloir vivre, the translation being, you will see what we, where we get what we earn by wanting to live free. There is no translation of that L apostrophe. So that's a very good question. And it might be surprising, but this L actually doesn't mean anything and is not compulsory. So that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. Um, so the extra, um, the words such as le and ne, uh, that do not have meanings. And I will start with the ne, actually, because I had already um, come across that uh, ne and did some research to find how this ne was called. Um, sometimes the ne, not the ne that is part of the negation, ne pas, for example, or uh, ne plus, ne jamais, or the restriction ne que. Not this one, but a, a, a different kind of ne that is called expletive ne, or also depletive ne. Um, I had already come across it, uh, and I mentioned it in my, uh, my ebook French Verbs Made Easy, um, because it's used usually in expressions using the, the, the subjunctive. And it comes from, so I said it's called, it's called expletive ne. Uh, it's from the Latin expletivus, uh, from explere itself, which means uh, to feel, to fill in. It has no meaning. Uh, it's not needed for the meaning of the syntax. So simply understand that it's optional. And it's a filler. 
It's a filler um, that's a goal is purely ornamental, right? So um, that might sound very confusing. The, probably the only thing that you would need to take away from what I'm saying is that if you cannot find a, a translation for that ne, it's probably a depletive ne and is something that doesn't mean anything. So you just need to recognize that when you hear it or when you read it, but you don't need to use it yourself because it's not something that is compulsory. And if I um, take some examples that I give in my in my ebooks with expressions uh, in the subjunctive. For example, um, j'ai bien peur qu'elle ne soit fâchée. So I'm afraid she is angry. All the expressions and words that I'm mentioning in French, by the way, you can find in the show notes of the episode. J'ai bien peur qu'elle ne soit fâchée. Um, it's typically an example of the nerd that just here for ornamental reasons. And you could also very well say, j'ai bien peur qu'elle soit fâchée. So literally, I'm afraid that she is angry. Or another example, fuyez avant qu'il ne vous voit. So run away, uh, run away before he sees you. Fuyez avant qu'il vous, vous, ne vous voit would be the same as fuyez avant qu'il vous voit. So here, in this case of the depletive or expletive ne, um, it's just, uh, looks a bit more higher type of French, like more formal. So I knew about this one, but then when, <laughs> when I was researching what this uh, le uh, was, was called, I thought, oh, it's probably called a depletive or an expletive le uh, to answer to Joanna's question. I couldn't find it. And it took me some time to find out that um, this le is called le euphonique, so euphonic le. Um, I didn't know it was called that, and it's the same principle. It's decorative, it's optional, but it also helps um, with the flow of the language. It helps a little bit with the pronunciation. This L is uh, found, so on the form of the L apostrophe, before the subject pronoun on or N. And it can be used with, oh, that is to say, so after, after little words uh, that you know very well, which are e, so ichi, donc end, ou, so either the ou meaning or, as in te or café, uh, te ou café, tea or coffee, or the ou with the accent grave, which is where, so the um, preposition for the, the place, and also que, qui, and si. So you know, you'll notice something. If I repeat the, um, and, and I think a couple of others, but they are the, the ones that you would come across the most. Et, ou, ou, que, si, et qui. You will note that they're all vowel sounds in, uh, by themselves. So et, ou. Or they all end with a vowel sound, que, qui, or si. And if you put the information that I've uh, just told you together, uh, 
if you put e on, e on, that's two vowel sound. Um, that's also two vowel sounds. Kon or kon, you can you, you can use kon actually. Um, on is two vowel sounds. Kion, same thing, and sion. Same thing. So it's not unpronounceable, it's just making it a little bit more difficult. Uh, the, um, the mouth has to make a bit of a, a mash and it doesn't flow as well. That's why you can actually um, insert this L for the pronunciation. So, elon, oulon, silon, kelon, or clon. Let me illustrate that with um, yet uh, another few examples that you can find again in the show notes of the episode la baume la baume c'est le village où on allait en vacances chaque été and that's really true la baume is the village where we used to go on holiday every summer with my family when i was a little girl i have fond memories of that village in ardèche in the south of france absolutely beautiful it's in provence so la baume c'est le village où on allait en vacances chaque été où on can become où l'on où l'on allait en vacances chaque été it's just more uh, fluid like that. So it is not Joanna to answer your question. A direct pronoun or an indirect pronoun is nothing. This is uh, like an example that I wrote during uh, COVID. Si on a du mal à respirer. So if we have trouble breathing. Si on a du mal à respirer, il vaut mieux appeler le SAMU. So it's better to call the... So it's Le SAMU is the equivalent of the emergency. Si on a du mal à respirer, can also become si l'on a du mal à respirer. Il vaut mieux appeler le SAMU. So this was an example with si et non. Now I'm going to give you an example with que on, which can very very well be become con because you can drop the E and put an apostrophe, so Q-U-apostrophe-O-N, or you can use que l'on, which is a bit more formal uh, French. Si tu as du mal à respirer, so if you have trouble breathing, if, si tu as du mal à respirer, il vaut mieux que l'on appelle le SAMU, or il vaut mieux qu'on appelle le SAMU. So it's... Uh, we'd better call the emergencies. Si tu as du mal à respirer, il vaut mieux que l'on appelle le SAMU. Um, in this example, what, uh, and it's a completely off-topic uh, question, but uh, what mood and tense is the verb appel? Si tu as du mal à respirer, il vaut mieux que l'on appelle le SAMU. Il vaut mieux que is an expression that triggers the subjunctive. Hence, the two different subjects in the sentence. Si tu as du mal à respirer, il vaut mieux qu'on appelle le SAMU. Uh, end of my side comment. More about this in actually the same ebook that I uh, told you about. And I will, I will put a link in the show notes of the episode if you're interested. Um, and now an example with qui and on. Uh, dans ce jeu, on peut lancer la balle à qui on veut. So in that game, we can throw the ball to whoever we want. 
dans ce jeu, on peut lancer la balle à qui on veut, qui ont, comme qui l'ont. On peut lancer la balle à qui l'on veut. Uh, other example with qui. Il faut rester qui on est. We must remain who we are en toutes circonstances. In all circumstances. Il faut rester qui on est en toutes circonstances. Better French would be il faut rester qui l'on est en toutes circonstances. Voilà. So, I will make um, other episode so uh, next time uh, i will give you more examples of when we add letters in french or we uh, also can alter the spelling of some words to serve the purpose of better uh, flow in the uh, pronunciation flow of the language but for this episode i hope it's clear uh, about the le and ne Remember, you need to know that this exists. You need to know how to recognize it. You don't need to use it. Um, so the N, when you say it, do ask yourself whether it is part of a negation or whether it is an expletive N. And if you see L, L can never be an indirect uh, object, by the way. So check whether it is a direct object pronoun or if it's euphonic. And your clue um, will be the on. So that, that doesn't exclude if you see on that it cannot be a direct object. Um, but if it is euphonic, it will be in front of on. Okay? Um, so that's it for today. I'll see you in the next episode of French Way Podcast. Thanks for listening. À bientôt!